This is Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. This is a podcast about growing your podcast audience. This is a podcast about growing your business, making more money, growing your influence, making people care about what you do. I don't often talk about tech. The only time you'll hear that discussed is when tech is in service of the things that I just mentioned. Bigpodcast.com is the website. If you want more from me, that is where to go. This episode, it's a little bit different. There's a business aspect to it as far as releasing interviews, but I also want to talk about using our podcasting skills to improve our relationships, to make memories, to clear the air. Some of what I'm talking about, and I'm not exaggerating this, it can help you lead a better life. It is about what you need to do right now. And I mean that literally. When this episode ends, maybe before it ends, I want you to start taking action. Sometimes we get a little too close to a situation to really see it. The example you may have heard me give on this podcast is Earth. It feels flat from our personal experiences. I've flown everywhere. I've never fallen off Earth. But when you get distance from your situation, in this case, distance would be literal distance, going into outer space, you can see that Earth is round. The same thing works for what you do. We are so inside our own situations that we do not see them from the outside. It's very hard for a podcaster to understand how that podcast is received by somebody listening because you're involved in the creation of it. I've got the same issue, not only with the podcast, but with books, every project that I do. Everybody does. Anyway, realizing this, I did a focus group a few days ago. It was with some upcoming podcasters who were stuck on launching. I wanted to talk about why they were stuck. One mentioned working on a big project, and one of the people that she had interviewed for it had died. The project wasn't released. She wasn't sure what to do. I've interviewed hundreds of people over the last 20 years. Some of those people have since died. Drug overdoses, stroke, suicide, old age, COVID-19. Death is a part of life. And the more people you interview, the more you'll find yourself in this situation. So then what? You're either going to have an interview that didn't get released and you're not sure you should release it. The interview is already out. The person dies. Then what? I think there may be times when you don't want to release something. If I'm thinking to myself, would I want this released if it were me? And it's not, yes, I would want it released. You know, maybe not. For example, let's say you've got somebody with a substance abuse issue. You caught that person on the way down. And just for the record, I'm not going to treat this situation any differently, whether the person is dead or alive. I simply mentioned this here in the context of this, of death and dying, because you cannot continue on this path without death and dying happening to you. I want to be accurate with what I put out to the world. And I don't want to cover for people, but I'm also not trying to make people look bad. If I happen to catch somebody on a bad day, this person's drunk, high, pills, whatever. If it doesn't work, I'm not going for spectacle. I'm not trying to embarrass somebody. I'm probably not going to put that interview out. But aside from this, 
Let's say you have a great interview with somebody who happens to die before you release that interview. I'd release it. The great things that somebody brings to the world don't just end when that person dies. Thanks to technology like recorded interviews or books, what that person brought to the world can live on. That's important. This person was very considerate about this situation. I don't know what to do. This person's dead. Now this person's not dead. Is including this interview in this podcast going to upset somebody? The answer is maybe. Here's what I think is the bigger issue though. And this may give you a different perspective as far as should I or should I not release an interview? You cannot do an interview with somebody who is dead. Once a person passes, that's it. Thinking like that, you've gotten something that you cannot get now. It is impossible to do. That shows how important what you got is. Now, again, whether you release it or not, I don't know. Maybe the content isn't there, but the moment was important because that moment can't be done again. Because doing an interview at all, good, bad, or ugly, is out of the question. So if you're interested in getting something on tape, you need to do it now. This situation, by the way, it's bigger than just life and death. You never know when something's going to happen to somebody that causes that person to not be able to do an interview. The example that I brought up earlier, dealing with substance abuse. Being in the music industry, I've seen this a lot. You've got people that are really clear-headed until they're not. They seemingly lose that when addiction takes over. And it is hard to get an interview at that point. I've talked about Zita Christian on this podcast before. She's in her mid-70s now. I call Zita the oldest podcaster because she didn't start podcasting until she was 69 years old. She's got a podcast. It's called My Spouse Has Dementia, which is exactly what you think that it is. A good interview with her husband was not an option at that point. But today, as I record this, any interview with her husband is not an option at this point because her husband passed last week. That was another inspiration for me doing this episode. Again, the bigger issue, if you've got the opportunity to interview somebody now, get it now. You never know what is going to happen. And if you wait, you're going to lose out on some opportunities. This isn't just podcasting related. Maybe it's just recording something with a family member. I did this a couple years ago. I interviewed my mother. I'm not even sure what this was about, but I brought her into my studio and I remember the moment because <laughs> my mom, she's in her seventies and I'm telling her to get onto the mic and my mom, she's very quiet. <laughs> you wouldn't believe we're related. <laughs> mom, you got to speak up. <laughs> and that was actually one of the funny parts of that interview, the behind the scenes, mom, get closer. Okay, mom, you're off the mic. All right, mom, you see that thing in front of you? That's a microphone. You need that right in front of your mouth. <laughs> she was hilarious. And I've got it all on tape. It's a moment. It's a moment that we spent together. It was never released. The mic levels, <laughs> not that good. Like I said, my mom's not that loud. <laughs> but it was a moment. And when you hear stories like what happened with Zita's husband, which is part of life. It's a part of life. We are all going to die. We are all going to have people around us who die. We can't change that. But we want to take advantage of this life, the ability to record somebody, the ability to have moments with somebody while we can. Last year, I was working on a project my father was perfect for. This is the backstory. 
Oprah Winfrey was a radio jock in Nashville before she moved to television, and she started her television career here as well. My father was Oprah's speech coach when she was in high school. So I was able to sit down with him, ask him about working with Oprah, got some good tape regarding that. But this was 50 years after the fact. Wasn't really fresh, but obviously Oprah's been around a long time. He's thought about these stories a lot. He had a big experience. He knew her father, Vernon Winfrey. Those are some of the stories he told, working with her father to get money to send Oprah to these speech competitions. They were out washing cars, <laughs> going old school with their fundraising. But even with something like that, something that lasted for years and was a memorable part of your life and that people bring up all the time, they've got pictures of Oprah in the house. <laughs> people are like, is that you and Oprah? <laughs> Memories fade. And again, people die. Vernon Winfrey, he just died. People become incapacitated. We want the option that this woman in the focus group had. Should I or shouldn't I release this interview? So I encourage you, when this episode is over, and don't turn this off just yet, because I've got some questions I'm going to share with you that you can ask somebody that you've got a relationship with, mother, father, brother, sister, spouse, people who are important in your life. I've got some things you can ask them to start your interviews off. But that's the thing, you've got to ask. Before we have the option to do anything with the interview, You've got to ask these questions. You've got to record the answers. How would I do it? If you can't sit in the room with somebody, we can't do that all the time right now. COVID is still an issue. Sometimes geographic distance, that's an issue. We're very fortunate that we have these remote tools that we can record with. I've been talking about Riverside.fm. I've got an opportunity for you. One, you can try it free. And if you want to become a member, join one of their membership plans, I'm going to get you 15% off. It's very easy to talk to people, even if you're not a podcaster. You simply send them a link. They click on it just like any other webpage. They're automatically transferred to the Riverside Studio. You record directly to your computer. You don't have to have a special mic. It helps if you do, but you work with what you've got when you need to work like that. You can see the person. It's just like a Zoom call, except it is recording their voices locally. It uploads everything after it's done. And you've got high quality audio to work with. There's a mobile app. So if you've got somebody with an iPhone, it's very easy. Send them the link. They talk directly into the iPhone. It's just like having a conversation on the phone. That's the best way for a remote interview. That iPhone mic, I was using it today. Not bad. Not perfect, but not bad. It's going to get you where you need to go. It's a memory. It's a moment. And it's going to be something that you're glad that you've gotten. This is how to get this deal. Riverside.fm. Again, you can try it for free. If you use the code BIGPODCAST, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you will get 15% off. And we're talking 20, 30 bucks to get going on this thing. You don't have to stay forever. You don't have to commit to a year or anything. Get in there, get an account. These conversations can be very helpful. Even if you weren't taping them, these conversations can be very good for your relationship. Look, I'm no therapist. <laughs> God knows. But I know what happens when you have a good conversation with somebody. Like, whoa, man, I'm glad we talked about that. Clear the air. Maybe you got something like that. Or maybe it's just some funny stories about your dad washing cars with Oprah Winfrey's dad. So you can send Oprah on a bus across the country to go represent Nashville, Tennessee in a speech contest. There's an NPR program you might have heard. It's called StoryCorps. And you spell it C-O-R-P-S. StoryCorps. 
They've put together some great questions you can ask. I'm going to list a few of them here. I'll have the entire list linked in the episode notes. These will work for any interview that you do, not just family members, but they will help you get the ball rolling if you don't know where to start. What are some of the happiest moments of your life? The saddest? Who has been the biggest influence on your life? What lessons did that person or those people teach you? Can you tell me about a moment when a person's kindness made a difference in your life? What are the most important lessons you've learned in life? What's your earliest memory? What are you proudest of? When in your life have you felt most alone? If you could hold on to memories from your life forever, which would they be? How has your life been different than you'd imagined? How would you like to be remembered? Do you have any regrets? What does your future hold? If this was to be our very last conversation, is there anything you'd want to say to me? These are good questions. As a matter of fact, this may be something for a self-interview. You got kids, grandkids, maybe you feel like you don't have a lot of time. You got the recording equipment, put it on tape. Put it on tape. This is something that would be meaningful to you. This is something that will be meaningful to others. People talk to me all the time. I want to leave a legacy. I was like, what does that mean? Who cares? You'll be dead. (laughs) You will have other things to worry about. But I get it. It's not necessarily money. I think that's what a lot of people mean when they say that. I want my name on a building. I don't know that if my wife were to die today, that I would care whether her name was on a building or not, or whether there was money in the bank. doesn't matter to me. That stuff's not important. But I'd love the stories. I'd love to have those memories of moments with her. And if you can connect with that, think about what I'm saying. Think about these questions. I'll have them linked. They're at podcast.bigpodcast.com. Think about getting your kit, going over to see somebody that you love, asking them these questions. Maybe it'll be a good podcast. Who knows? But maybe it's just for you. Maybe it's using your podcasting skills to further a relationship, to make a moment, to make a memory that you will have into the future. Maybe that's enough. Being in Nashville, Music City, USA, one of the things I hear all the time from musicians is the topic of people in the audience of a show recording that show, streaming it, taking photos, whatever. And it's not a worry of these people are putting my stuff out online. I don't think people care about that nearly as much as they used to. It is the thought that there are people in the audience that are not experiencing this moment with everybody else in the audience because they're busy recording something. They're busy worried about the streaming audience that isn't paying for the show and doesn't even know them that's watching Facebook Live, Instagram Live, whatever. It's a thought, right? It's a thought. So when you're doing these interviews, don't be in that mode of, I'm going to put this out. This is good content. (laughs) This is social media gold. Don't worry about that. Just have the moment, man. Leave that tape running. The tape changes things, but you can work with it. Maybe think this is just for me. This is not a performance. This is just for me. Maybe you don't even want to tape it. I don't know. Look, it's just a suggestion from a guy who has missed a lot of interviews. This is the world we live in. People come in, people go out. But here you are with your mic, your recording gear. Think about taping some of it while you are here. 
If you want more information from me, bigpodcast.com. That's the website. Got thoughts, strategies. As I mentioned at the top of this episode, what I talk about more or less is growing your audience, bringing more people to your podcast, making money with your podcast. Not so much with this one, but I promise I'll get back to that soon. And if you're interested in it, this is how to make sure that you don't miss an episode. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. You go there, you've got three buttons. One for Android, one for iPhone, one with an RSS feed. However you get your podcast, I've got something there for you. Click the ones you want. As soon as new episodes are published, you will get them free. Don't like them? Unsubscribe at any time. That's the way that it works. No harm, no foul. But if you want to grow your podcast, I can help you. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.